Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It's Thursday, January 4th, 2024. I'm Chip Stewart. This is the Worthy is He podcast. And I wanted to open up the new year talking about New Year's resolutions and my recommendation for a New Year's resolution for all of us, all those who name the name of Christ, all of those who are children of God, those of us who call ourselves believers. You know, people will make a New Year's resolution and talk about going on a diet, um, saving money, maybe going somewhere, I don't know. But um, things that may or may not matter really very much. But the one I'm going to recommend matters a whole lot. And I think it's going to be particularly important this year. Um, you know, if you're paying attention, um, 2024 here in the United States of America, um, it, it, it looks to be a, um, a quite interesting year. Uh, it's election year. Um, as the last one we had four years ago is very contentious, where you had lots of shenanigans, um, the complete shutting down of one of the candidates by all powers of, of the state as, as best they could, short of assassination, physical assassination is what I'm talking about. Um, but you had media assassination, um, calling his supporters deplorables, things like that. And, you know, I'm not saying he's a great guy. I'm not saying the other candidate's a great guy. I'm not coming out for either one. I'm just saying that what we're told, how, are, how we were told our system was supposed to operate and how they're supposed to be free and fair elections, it clearly didn't happen. But there's so much more that seems to be amiss the, the rampant wickedness in this country that comes through our entertainment, through our media, through the behavior of the people who are in charge of the country should give us pause, should cause great concern uh, for us. You know, what, what, where, what has happened to this country and how have we gotten here? And I won't delve into that. I mean, I, I, I'll let you all think about that. But um, it, 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 from a country that we were said had Christian foundations, um, and now it's anything but Christian morally. Um, it is so far from what God tells us in his word, how we should behave um, in our own personal conduct, how we should behave toward one another. Um, things seem very, very bleak. But I think the New Year's resolution that I am going to propose is going to give us hope and peace no matter what this year holds for us because our hope is in the Lord. Our peace is in the Lord. And so how do we make sure that we are within that, within that peace, within his will? And I, I suggest that our New Year's resolution for 2024 should be to fear God 
and obey his commandments. This, by doing that, this is where our dwelling place with the Most High will be. That is how we are in his will and we are in his dwelling place. And I'll, talk, and I'll read that um, when we get to Psalm 91 in this, uh, in this episode. But no matter what comes our way this year, this is how we as the children of God should respond by obeying his commandments. Because to respond according to the wisdom of the world is foolishness for us. So we must understand what God tells us to do, how we are to conduct ourselves no matter what happens. And we need to reject the wisdom of the world and how it tells us to respond to the things that are going on around us. Because the media, entertainment, all these things that are coming into our lives, our educations, all that sort of stuff does not work together for good. <laughs> they are, it is quite opposed to good. It is opposed to righteousness. It wants us to do things such as envy. It wants us to hate. It wants us to cry for the death of others. It wants us to not get along, to cause division, to be prideful in ourselves. It is satanic. It is satanic it is because it is the satanic world system. And I encourage you to go back and listen to episode four from last year, correction, episode six, which where I talk about the world system because the world system takes on the characteristics of its master, of its ruler, which is Satan. So all these things that we're getting are outworkings of the satanic world system. And we're seeing the mask come off. We're seeing it played out in spades. And for us as the children of God, we should not fall prey to this. We should not be deceived by it. And we should not be caught in its snares. So we need to be very discerning about those things we're bringing into our lives that we're consuming. I'm not talking in our mouths, even though I think our health is important. I might talk about that in the future. Our health in regards, in respect to being able to serve Christ the best we can by being healthy. But it's those things we're putting into our minds. You know, we're, we're, told, we're told to renew our minds with the truth of God. And every time we turn on the television and watch some of this entertainment, this stuff prepared for us by wicked men, it's as if we're eating poison candy out of the hand of Satan because it does not help us renew our mind. It does the very opposite. It poisons our minds with worldly thinking, worldly wisdom, things that are at enmity with God. And I implore all of us to minimize our exposure to it in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. You'll be more at peace, and you'll be able to follow God's commandments more effectively. So let me read to you Ecclesiastes the very end of it, chapter 12, starting in verse 8 and going through verse 14. 
where it talks about what I'm saying here is what our New Year's resolution should be. Fear God and keep his commandments. So starting in verse 8. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. The words of the wise are like goats, and like nails, firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So this is the most important thing we can do. This is the whole duty of us as men and women, is to fear God and keep his commandments. He says here, the words of the wise are like goads and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They're given by one shepherd. And I can't say anything, but that one shepherd is God, Jesus Christ. And then there's a, a, a stern warning. My son, beware of anything beyond these. And it talks about the futility of making many books. There is no end and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Our focus should be on the collective sayings given by our shepherd. That is our priority. That is our focus, especially during these times, but it really should be during all times. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is what God rewards us for. This is his expectation of us. And we need to be cautious. We need to be on guard for anything that comes to us outside of what he tells us. We need to be discerning of it, to compare it with the word of God. We also need to be very careful about saying something like, yeah, I know that you said, fill in the blank, in your word, God, but, dot, 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 like, but science says, and it contradicts what God says. You're not standing on firm ground at that point. We need to trust God, who is the truth. So in regards to fearing God and keeping his commandments, we should not fear men. Men want us to fear We are made to fear so that we're not able to make rational decisions and we do things that we would not normally do. That is why man wants us to fear, puts us in states of fear. Oh, you're fearful. Let's go kill these people. Oh, you're fearful. Oh, put put this in your body to save you from whatever this thing is we're telling you to be afraid about. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man lays a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. We are safe when we trust in the Lord and we trust his word. We believe God and it's credited to us as righteousness, I believe, like Abraham. And to believe the Lord means 
you believe what he has said and you act on it. Do not commit adultery. You believe him. That is good. That that is what should you sh- that's the behavior that you should have. So you don't do it. You should not lie. And you don't do it. You do your best. I know we all fall. We all stumble. And we make sure that we confess those sins to our Lord so he forgives us. But the things that are written for us, we believe God and we do it. We obey his commandments. Matthew 10, starting verse 26. So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that not, will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. I just can't help but think of all these wicked people who are running around and the acts that they're committing. It will be revealed and the hidden will be made known. God will judge them. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. And I think one way we acknowledge, we certainly acknowledge by proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord, but I think another way we acknowledge Christ before men is by following his commandments. We also need to make sure that we heed the wisdom of God and not of man. We do not heed the wisdom of man. In most cases, we're going to have to reject it because it contradicts the word of God. And this includes our own wisdom, <laughs> you know, the wisdom of yourself. You know, we're all included in, in the man part. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 18, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or future, all are yours. And you are Christ and Christ is God's. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. He's going to catch them in their craftiness. You know, they think they know better than God. Oh, yes. Oh, the Big Bang. Oh, evolution. All all these sorts of things. Science says. Were they there when God created the heavens and the earth? I don't think so. I think that was a line of questioning that that our Lord gave uh, to Job. Were you there, Job? Were you there, Darwin? Were you there, Hawking? Were you there? Foolishness. Foolishness. James 3, starting in verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. 
But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So this is the wisdom that we seek, especially during these times. It's pure. Well, first of all, it's wisdom from above. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And if you have so-called wisdom and it's not looking like any of that, maybe it's worldly wisdom because it's causing bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in our hearts, boasting, falsehood. That's not wisdom from above. That's earthly, unspiritual, demonic. We seek a harvest of righteousness that is sown in peace by those who make peace. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. This is very important for us to acknowledge. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trusting in his word. Trusting what he tells you in his word. And do not lean on your own understanding. None of us are smarter than God. None of us are above his word. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. This world wants to make our paths crooked. And this world and the devil want us to lead us into damnation. As Christians, wants us to defile ourselves and become ineffective, sin, dirty ourselves. Whereas God wants us to be righteous like his son. He wants us to conform us and he wants to conform us into the image of his son. That's the last thing the world system wants us to do. We need to fight that. We need to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and in all our ways acknowledge him and he will make our paths straight, lead us into righteousness. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. These things I'm describing, this entertainment, what they're telling us in the media, a lot of it is evil. They're deceiving us. They're lying to us. They're speaking the language of the devil. And we repeat it. Verse 8, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Isn't that nice comfort? Let me read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. What great comfort should we fear the Lord and obey his commands? Turn away from evil. 
healing for our flesh and refreshment for our bones. Follow the Lord. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up, built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. This comes at us again through, what, through that black box we have hanging in our, in our homes, through our phones, through the education system. We should not be taken captive by these things. Again, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 8 from last year, Thou Shalt Be Entertained, where I talk about the pitfalls of the entertainment that we consume. It wars against our spirit. It wars against the spirit of God in us. This should not be. We don't need it. We sit here and we indulge ourselves on these sorts of things, and it is poisonous to our spirit. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, the wisdom of the world, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Lord, I, you know, I, I know what you said in Genesis. You, you made the world in six days. But science says it took millions and billions of years. And, you know, golly, people evolved from a single cell and out of goo. And what rubbish. What rubbish. It takes us away from God and his truth. So heed the wisdom of God, not of man. The next, next thing I want to address is keeping his commandments. So, you know, we, we need to fear God, you know, you know, follow his wisdom, not the wisdom of the world, and keep his commandments. And I, I would consider that part of his wisdom as well. His commandments are part of his wisdom. So what he tells us to do. And, and uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one from last year, Call to Obedience. That was the um, very first episode of this podcast. So we're going on about a year now of... Uh, of putting this out. And I just want to reiterate um, some of the scriptures from that. It talks about Jesus telling us to keep his commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. We demonstrate our love for our Savior by keeping his commandments. If you're not keeping his commandments, that may put in doubt your love for your Savior. John chapter 14, verse 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. 1 John chapter 5, verses 2-3. through three. By this, we know that we, lo we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. I, I can tell you, from my own personal experience, I believe this to be true. 
experientially. To, to obey his commandments puts you in a safe place and they're not burdensome. They're very helpful. And when you start going against them, those that becomes a burden. That becomes a burden. John chapter 8, verse 31 and, uh, and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, in other words, you, you obey his commandments, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And we worship the truth. I, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode four, the believer's responsibility to the truth, because we worship Jesus, who is the truth, and this has enormous implications. What I just said about the lies of the world system, we perpetuate them. We are perpetuating, we are repeating the lies of the devil. We're repeating the lies of the world system. We should not be doing that as followers of Christ. We should be pursuing the truth. We should be pursuing the truth. Now let's move on to Matthew chapter 7, where he talks about the house built on the rock and that other one, the one built on sand. So starting in verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them. This is the part where I think most people miss. You know, we always think, oh, I'm going to build a house. I'm building it on Jesus. Well, yes. But. Here he says, you hear his words and do them. That's this, the foundation. Will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So yes, it's the, it's the rock of Jesus. It's his commandments that you are doing, that you are following, that you are obeying. And no matter what happens this year or the next year or the next year, the rains can fall, the floods may come, the winds may blow, beat on your house, but it will not fall because it's founded on the rock. No matter what happens to you, you are safe in Christ. They may kill the body, but they can't kill the soul. They cannot cast, or they cannot cast the soul into hell because you are saved. Then in verse 26, we have the other house. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And I tell you again, this world system, this entertainment, the news, all of these things want us not to follow the commandments of our Savior. Verse 27, For this house that was built on sand and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Brothers and sisters, let us not build our house on sand. Let us build our house on the rock of Jesus Christ and our obedience to his commands. Fear God and obey his commands, our, our New Year's resolution. And by doing so, I believe we are dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. This is what he expects of us, the whole duty man, as, as his children, this is what he wants us to do. So let me read Psalm 91, which gives great comfort in times of trial. 
He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the, de- nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And today, I would like to end with Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. We must rejoice. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, we must rejoice. And we should with gladness because we know whom we serve. We serve the Lord God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. And Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Brothers and sisters, we live in a culture that doesn't care about what is true or what is honorable or what is just or what is pure or lovely or commendable or excellent, or worthy of praise. This world system hates God, hates the things of God. It's, it's run by wicked men who are concerned about their own wealth and power. They worship money. We should not fret about the evildoers around us. God will take care of that. He will, he will avenge. We... Everything is going to be ours. Let me go back up very quickly. Let me find it. From 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 21. Here Paul says, For all things are yours. 
whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God's. As his children, we are going to inherit everything. What that exactly looks like, I really don't know. It's hard for me to fathom it because I'm a fallen, I'm a fallen man and subject to envy and all these sorts of things. So, you know, how, how do you, how do we as the children of God all, all inherit everything together? What does that look like? I don't know. But we inherit everything. So we shouldn't worry about things of this life like we do. All is ours. And just not yet. Not yet. It's coming. And we'll be like Christ when we're resurrected. So we shouldn't be chasing things of this world. We need to fear God and obey his commandments. And we can be at peace. And we can bring people to Christ. Storing up our treasure in heaven. Not being like the people here, the earth dwellers who store up treasure here on earth that they're going to give to somebody else when they die. It's going to be burned up. And if they don't repent, accept Jesus Christ as the Lord on the second resurrection, they're going to suffer something called the second death and be thrown into the lake of fire. But we can be at peace. Let us not worry so much about things of this world. Let us reject the wisdom of the world and let us cling to our Savior, His Word, obey it. Be faithful to Him. Believe what He says. For He cares for us. He doesn't say these things to make life difficult. He says His commands are not burdensome. Follow them. Follow them. So this year, may your resolution be to fear the Lord and obey his commandments. God bless you.